The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. Um, I'm back off of a one-week break and ready to get back to the series that we're currently in, which is Open Your Mind to Prosperity. Open Your Mind to Prosperity is a book that was written by the great Reverend Catherine Ponder, who is a unity minister who has written classic New Thought books on prosperity, healing, prayer, and just different subjects, but primarily those three subjects, healing, prayer, and prosperity. And I like this book because I think it really gives a concise overview of her principles, what she has taught as a minister since the 1950s, what she has used to become successful herself, and what she has used to teach other people how to become successful. So I'm a big fan of this book. My request is that everyone who is following along with this series actually purchase the book, get the book, and make sure that you are reading the chapters before I teach them. And then when I go over the chapters, I'm only highlighting points again, even teaching one chapter a week. I'm not going to cover every point in a chapter. I'm pulling out the highlights. I want to make sure that you get it. The other thing is also you can get the book through, um, I'm sure amazon.com. I know it's published by divorce and company divorce publishers or whatever they call themselves now. So it's ways you can get the book, and and she might have a website. I really don't know. I haven't checked. But anyway, as we get into the book, I want to make sure that if you have testimonies of working these principles or you have worked with Catherine upon this book or this book in particular in the past, and you have a testimony, make sure you send it to me. Some people have contacted me via Facebook inbox. My Facebook page is Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell to let me know about their testimonies and, and how they're working with the book. And that's great. Um, you know, I realize everybody doesn't want to call in. Some people aren't able to call in at 10 a.m. 
Central Standard Time. But if you can and you have a testimony or you have a question, you know, make sure you take advantage of the opportunity and get your questions answered or give a comment that could bless somebody else. So let's get to it, because what I want to do is make sure that we cover this chapter really well, because I think it makes a difference. So we're going to go right to page 45. And she wrote that there are three basic ways in which you create your prosperity mentally first, because the theme of this chapter is create your prosperity mentally first in writing. She says, number one is in writing, two, in pictures, three, in words. Again, there are three basic ways in which you create your prosperity mentally first in writing, in pictures, in words. So this chapter is about in writing. So she gives a lot of information about what her son did and and how they worked it and you can read all of that material for yourself uh but what i want to do is go to uh page 47 and she wrote why you must create your prosperity mentally first she says man or human beings or people or humankind is the spiritual and mental being and lives from the inside out through his mind So man is a spiritual and mental being, not just a spiritual being, but also a mental being, because with threefold being, spirit, soul, body. So in that aspect of soul, entire mind, consciousness, awareness, as a mental being, we have to recognize that the mental aspect of us is is the bridge that connects the spiritual and the physical. So we're not just physical, we're not just spiritual, we're also mental. So she goes on to say, as a loving father, God is the source of your prosperity. As a loving father or a loving provider or a loving source or a loving creator, whatever term you're comfortable with, God is the source of your prosperity. Not whatever vessel, channel or conduit prosperity flows through to you like a job, like investments, like businesses, like, you know, whatever, you know, you get your resources from those are channels god is the source then she goes on to say the same father has provided the substance of the universe that you can shape and form as prosperity the substance is passive and impersonal and waits for you to form it personally as you will now i've taught this subject in great detail before so i'm not going to teach it in great detail right now i would suggest if you really want my detailed explanation of substance, I would suggest you go through the archives and find the series Prosperity, where I taught Charles Fillmore's book Prosperity because I go into great detail about substance in the, and I believe it's the first episode of, of that book. I also deal with it in the series I did on the book Spiritual Economics, uh, which is also, I believe, the first or second, um, um, episode in in that series so I just want to make sure that you are aware of that but what I do want to say is this I like to use the word potential and possibility when I talk about substance because I think it gives people an opportunity to get a grasp if we're saying that you know that that out of this spiritual potential and spiritual possibility 
all things are made. All things are formed. We're saying that God as substance is no thing. So God can be anything and all things needed in your experience. So this substance is the formless awareness that gets shaped by intention. So as you as we get a handle on how we are thinking, feeling, speaking, acting, reacting. We're actually working with the possibilities and potentialities of the universe. God is no thing, so God could be anything and all things needed in the experience. So when you stop and think that the infinite supply of the universe is shaped and formed by the thinker, then we'll get the essence of what the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman used to say uh, all the time in sermons. She would say, I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. We really need to land on that. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. So what am I thinking? Now, a person can say, well, my mind is all over the place. And I'm not saying some random quick thought that passes your mind is is controlling and shaping life. But like a house, it's digging a foundation. Like a house, is building the house brick by brick, thought by thought. Thought by thought, feeling by feeling, word by word. We're shaping the character of our consciousness. And consciousness becomes form. So it can be spiritually perfect. Does not mean that you are demonstrating it. I tell people this all the time in in uh, metaphysical new thought circles when people say, "Well, you know, God is everywhere, evenly present, and God is omnipresent." So that's great. But if you don't have aware, an awareness of that, it doesn't benefit you. God is everywhere, equally present right now on the streets of Chicago, where people are being, you know, this gang violence is doing what it's doing, and all over the news. God is everywhere equally present with, you know, these police shootings and things of that nature. God is everywhere equally present in war-torn countries. God is equal everywhere equally present in places where they seemingly don't have the the food and clean drinking water that people need to physically survive. So yes, God is everywhere equally present. Yes, God is good. God, yes, God is substance. But if I don't have an awareness of that, if people don't have an awareness of that truth, then it's hard to benefit from something you're not aware of. We need to be present to that. Anyway, moving on. So the book goes on to say, you claim your mastery and take hold of this substance, shaping, molding, Forming it with your, and if you have a pen, I want you to underline definite, deliberate thoughts, words, and actions. So in other words, we have to learn how to become deliberate and definite about our thoughts, words, and actions and and make sure that they're focused on the abundance of God's universe. Definite. Reverend Ike used to say, you must be definite with the infinite and he would use the analogy of getting on the elevator and a skyscraper you walk on the elevator and you, if you just look at the panel and don't push a button 
if nobody else is activating that elevator on another floor, the elevator will just, the door will close, but it won't move. You have to choose what floor you want to go to, and the power of the elevator will take you to your choice. But you have to choose. And we have to learn how to become definite and deliberate so the power of God as divine law can back up our choice. And definite and deliberate doesn't mean I think it now and then I spend the rest of my day thinking something else. Like Jacob said to God in the book of Jacob when when it says he wrestled with God all night. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. So, the author goes on to say, as you become definite, again, underline that word definite, about prosperity, as you become definite about prosperity, as you become definite about prosperity, it becomes definite about you. And I would say to you and with you. How definite am I? Napoleon Hill talks about in Think and Grow Rich how we can have no, to paraphrase him, no compromise with poverty. Any situation and circumstances that will promote the concept of poverty in your life, you have to have no compromise with, no retreat, no surrender. You can't make it okay not to have the things that promote the healthy, happy, and prosperous life. You know, to paraphrase an old statement that people used to protest with, I'll just say it this way. Heck no, we won't go. You have to have that mindset that when stuff shows up that looks like it's not enough, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, Reverend Ike, uh, I guess he's on my mind today. He had a, a, a he talked about in a story, one of the stories he was talking about how he Realized he needed to lose weight. He had, he had got on the scale and he hadn't gotten on it in a long time. And he, when he saw the weight was 20 plus pounds more than his normal weight, he said he prayed a very powerful prayer of denial. He said, hell no. And that was his mindset saying, I can't accept being 20 plus pounds overweight. And then his once he made that decision, then and got very definite and deliberate about it, his he shifted his his life, food choices, exercise, and things of that nature to get into alignment with the choice he made. So anyway, moving on, the author goes on to say as. You, you turn the great energy of your thinking upon ideas of plenty. You will have plenty regardless of what people about you are saying it or doing. So again, you have to start thinking about ideas of plenty. You know, yet again, Reverend Ike used to pray, God, give me a money-making idea. What was he doing? He was thinking about ideas of plenty. God, give me a money-making idea. And, you, and when you start asking the infinite intelligence of the universe how to do something, don't 
asking the negative. Don't ask why can't I? Why don't I never have enough money? How come I don't have enough? Why can't I? Why you know you know why my business isn't performing the way I think it should? Yeah, you'll get the answers. You don't do this. You don't do that. Whatever. Instead of asking, how can I be more prosperous? How can I afford this? How can I afford to get this item? How can I prosper my business? What God give me ideas of plenty. God give me a money making idea. How can I double my income? It's thinking differently. He goes on to say, begin right now to get definite about prosperity. She goes on to say, excuse me, begin right now to get definite about prosperity by sitting down and making a list of the good you want to experience in your life. So that's key. So one of the homework assignments for today is this. You have to sit down and actually do this assignment. Write down and make a list of the good you want to experience in your life and do not qualify it. This is not a how list. This is a what list. Not a how. Get really clear, definite and deliberate, as Catherine Ponder states, about what it is that you want. Very clear. Divide it up into different areas of your life. Depending on how you think your life works, health, money, and I want you to write money, not prosperity intentionally, because sometimes we spiritual folks like to do the song and dance around money. How much money do you want in savings and investment and by when? How much cash flow do you want monthly? How, you know, write down what you want. Type of house, type of car. Uh, Again, this is a purely, at this point, hear me, at this point, it's a purely personal list. You can say, well, what about giving? What about doing this thing? Let's deal with that later. Get clear about what you want because all of those things you can't do if you're not clear about what you want because you won't have the the resources to clearly do the other things that feed your soul, like the charities, giving to the tithing to the churches, uh, supporting programs that you believe in, supporting people you believe in, handling other responsibilities. When you are being the biggest version of you that you can comprehend and understand at any given moment, you are giving yourself the opportunity to expand enough to be able to take care of all of the other things as well. But be really clear about, begin right now to get definite about prosperity by sitting down and making a list of the good you want to experience in your life. Now, we're about 30 seconds from our break, so let me remind you that this show, along with all the other shows, on Unity Online Radio are supported by your donations. So as you freely give, freely receive. Um, I'm a big believer that you give to the to individuals or in organizations that support your spiritual growth. So 
I'm, that's why I'm always saying go to unity.fm, click on the donate button and help support this online program. I say it consistently. So let's do that. And we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. If you want to call in, you can call in at the number 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. If you want to ask a question or make a comment, want to make sure that you had that information or you have that information. Excuse me. So. But before I get back into the show, I want to remind you that um, since the show is on iTunes and Stitcher, because some people find the show in different ways, if you have iTunes, all you have to do is type in my name, Galen McDowell, Truth Transforms, either one, it'll pop up, and you can listen to all of the archive podcasts. Also on Stitcher, the Stitcher radio app for Android devices, you can do the same. So make sure, you know, that... You take advantage of that. Obviously, you can go to the website. Most likely by tomorrow, this episode will be up as a podcast. You can listen to it. You can 
share it with others, etc. So let's make sure that we get it out. And on my Facebook page, make sure you like it. If you're on iTunes, also write a review for it or Stitcher because that helps people find out about the show because if people are getting the episodes reviewed, what ends up happening is somebody might be on iTunes and just look up something about spirituality or type in new thought. And, and if I have enough reviews, uh, especially positive reviews, what that will allow people to do is connect to the show and then they can get it. Because again, this show goes all over the world. I have people contacting me from other continents and we need to be present to the transformation that can happen when people have information that allows them to think differently, think differently because as Ernest Holmes uh, uh, wrote on the front of the science of mind magazine over 70 plus 80, 90 years ago, whenever, however long that magazine has been out, change your thinking, change your life. It's the one thing that matters. You know, as uh, Dr. Coleman used to always say, you can't keep an educated man a slave. And that matters. And it's, and the slave could be mentally, not necessarily physical shackles, but even that literally, you know, make a difference what, what community around the world you'll look at if it's a, a people that are oppressed. One of the things that are kept from them is education. And what we're doing is making sure through shows like this one is to make sure that people have the spiritual education they need to empower them, not devalue them. Because religion can be used to control people if used in, if, if utilized the correct way. But religion can also be utilized to empower people. You know, so through the religion of new thought, I found my spirituality. So anyway, back to the book. She goes on to write. Uh, quoting Emma Curtis Hopkins on page 48, sit down at a certain time every day and write down on paper what your ideas of good are. You will find that such a practice will pin your mind down to the truth and you will demonstrate results. So again, she's Emma Curtis Hopkins, who is considered in the new thought movement to be the teacher of teachers. She was the person who ordained Charles and Myrtle Fillmore. She was the teacher of uh, uh, before she made a transition of Ernest Holmes, she was the teacher of many prominent New Thought people, H.M. Uh, Lee Cady, and she taught, taught thousands of people, ordained and taught thousands of people who became New Thought leaders. She is as central to the movement as anybody in history, period. So I'll leave that there. So she's saying do it every day at the same time. Now you might not be, you may or may not be able to pin it down every day, but the consistency of sitting down and says, I'm writing out my good is creating the expectation in the mind for it to happen. So Catherine Ponder goes on to write, if you just drift along without any decision or definite purpose, you become the helpless victim of circumstances. If your desires are not clear and definite, you become subject to the dominating personalities of people around you. The way to overcome difficulties is to set the goal in writing. So when you actually put it in writing, then you can make, it'll allow you to know 
uh, that what somebody else might be doing is not consistent with where you say you want to go and what you want to demonstrate in your life. We ha- and you don't want life to, to look like a piece of driftwood in the river where wherever the current is going, that's where you go. Be very mindful of that. Going back to the book, page 49, the author wrote, if you do not know what you want and have no set purpose, your subconscious mind just produces a conglomeration of circumstances. So one of the things that I was taught by Reverend Coleman uh, for years, along with everyone else at Christ Universal Temple, is that at UFBL, that the subconscious mind is like a tape recorder. And its job is to play back. So it's the, so it's that subconscious level of mind. After we've finished consciously thinking, feeling, believing, and all that other stuff, it's at a su- deep subconscious level. We are working in alignment with divine law because we're one with spirit. So law is to reproduce our dominant states of consciousness. So when we are not clear, we just experience life, but it's not going anywhere. I call it um, something similar to marching in place. Um, currently, I'm at Christ Universal Temple on 119th and Ashland in Chicago. I'm a decent distance from walking to the John Hancock building downtown. A nice, It would take me a while to make that walk. It can be done. But here's this. If I just stayed in my office and marched in place, I can march in place until 24 hours from now and marching in place and will be no closer to the John Hancock building than I would be today. But I would exert the same amount of energy. And many times we're exerting the same amount of mental energy, feelings, words, physical energy, mental resources. To accomplish nothing. Sometimes we come home and we're exhausted and we haven't accomplished anything because we had no definite purpose, no deliberate intention. That's why it's good to write it down. And I love what Emma Curtis Hopkins said, do it every day. Sometimes just writing down a list of what you want to accomplish daily is another way of doing it. Daily sitting down and writing it. Your same goal list. What are you doing? Impressing your subconscious mind. These are techniques. Because how do you learn how to sing a song? It comes on the radio. When I was growing up, it came on the radio. You played the LP or or the 8-track in the car. Even though the 8-track meant you had to wait for the whole album to rotate around and listen to the song again. That was horrible. Tell my daughter that all the time. Uh, in the iPhone era of downloading your music and YouTube and other Pandora and other ways you can listen to music at any time you want. Uh, we had to wait and hustle for those songs. But anyway, you learn it by listening to it and singing with the song over and over again. And as you listen to it and listen to it and listen to it and you're in the beat and you're in the rhythm and whatever, next thing you know, you can sing the song verbatim. Well, that's how you learn how to condition your mind. It's the same thing. Repetition. Repetition. All right. Uh, 
she go, went on to write, it's the father's good, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom and it should be your good pleasure to receive it here and now. I don't even need to say more than that. Then she goes on to say, uh, toward the bottom of page 49, desire is God trying to give you your greater good. Open your mind to receive it. So if we believe that desire is God tapping at the door of our souls, metaphorically giving, telling us or informing us about the possibility of this good in our life. That means that the good I'm seeking is seeking me. Just let that land. The good I am seeking is, is seeking me. Now, that's a very profound way of looking at life. I remember the one sermon in the 90s where Reverend Coleman took it to another level. She said in the sermon, I don't remember what sermon it was, that that which I am seeking, I am. That which I am seeking, I am. That's a different perspective. So I'm seeking prosperity because I am prosperity. I'm seeking health because I am health or the life of God. I'm seeking God because I'm the self-expression of God. That That which I am seeking, I am. And we need to allow that to land. I am it. So going back to the book, choice is a magic word to the mind. Bottom of page 49. Choice produces results. Your mind constantly produces what you choose. And no choice is a choice. No choice is a choice to accept whatever life brings you. Indecision is a decision. So she goes on to write on page 50, quoting from her book, The Prosperity Secret of the Ages. Your definite written words dissolve all obstacles and barriers on the visible and invisible planes of life. Now, let me reread that because it's a longer quote, but I like this part. Your definite written words, definite written words dissolve. All obstacles and barriers on the visible and invisible planes of life. So when you become definite through your written word, you're also making very clear that things need to move out of your way for you to get your good. And really the invisible planes of life many times is the your own beliefs and feelings that you have around a subject. So writing down your goals is a way of conditioning your consciousness to rise, to expand, or as back in the day, uh, not back in the day, about 10, 15 years ago, was a book called The Prayer of Jabez. People said Jabez, but Jabez. And the prayer was, enlarge my territory. Well, how do you do that? Your territory is your consciousness. So as you follow definite techniques to expand your consciousness, you're enlarging your territory. Page 51. Um, she talks about, you know, uh, you know, poor, suspicious and resentful, whatever. I'm not going to get into all that because I don't like to make absolute statements. Some people are in poverty situations they were born into and their cultural conditioning could be a lot of reasons why things are going on. I don't want to get up 
get into the reasons of why people are where, where they are. What I, my position is how can I help people get out of the conditions that they are to the conditions they desire to be in? Uh, because I think it's very, it's a slippery slope to make absolute statements at times. Um, but I do agree when she said, are you so wrapped up in the problems of the past and present and excuse me, and the present that you have not taken time to plan for better things? So in other words, yes, the past has happened for whatever reason. Are you stuck there? Or are you making plans for improvement, for transformation, to get better? She goes on to write, are you hostile and envious of people around you who succeed? That's a very good question. When you start seeing people around you succeeding, what do you feel when you see maybe it's a sibling who's who's doing, in your opinion, better than you or friends or other family members or coworkers? Do you criticize them? Have you made unkind remarks about them because they're successful? How do you feel? How do you react when someone near you has a prayer answer or some good thing happened? Can you take it? So she gives on and talk, she starts talking about sometimes we're tested. Tested by who? By ourselves. By ourselves. You know, when we see people who are succeeding, we should bless it. Get in your car if if you have one or ask somebody to take you or take a bus through an affluent neighborhood and look at the houses and cars and bless them. Thank God for them. What are you doing? You're conditioning your consciousness. I can remember um, as a kid uh, looking out of the window. Uh, my father at one point lived in a high rise and um on um, Lakeshore Drive in Chicago, and we would, uh, my brothers, uh, Sean and Marlo, we would look out the window, and we would play the game of, that's my car, that's my car. We would see a car, no, no, that's my car. There would be nice cars going by. And that was just a mental game that we were playing. But that's good because you have to be able to see that you can have something that's nice and that you want and that looks good. There's nothing wrong with that. Then she writes at the bottom of page 51, but if, we are un, but if we make unkind remarks, are hostile toward or envious of other people's blessings, we have failed to test. We stop similar blessings from getting through to us. So I wrap all that part of this chapter up to say this. Don't be a hater. Don't be a hater of somebody else's good. That's a phrase in, in the United States for those who listen outside of the United States. Don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. You know, don't throw shade at somebody else's good. Yet another metaphor. It's okay to let their light shine. You don't have to put shade over it. Don't be a hater. When you see people being blessed, thank God for it. And go forward. And go forward. So we're coming up on our uh, second break. So 
yet again, I just want to let everyone know also that Christ Universal Temple is is going into its 60th anniversary uh, as of October. And this Sunday, we have the legendary motivational speaker and church member, the motivator Les Brown is our speaker. So if you are anywhere near driving distance, or even if you feel as though you need to get, to get on a plane and come, come see the most successful, without a doubt, African-American uh, speaker in the United States, in history, as a motivational and inspirational speaker. And, and without a doubt, one of the best speakers on the planet. So with that, we're going to take our last break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. You have a coach in your corner, a life coach that is. Like a coach in sports, a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them. Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesdays at 3 p.m. for Vibrant Living on Unity Online Radio. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused, more meaningful, and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. All right, back to Truth Transforms. I am teaching the book again, Open Your Mind to Prosperity by Catherine Ponder, and I'm on page 53 now, Why This Technique is Necessary. She says on page 53, you must balance the inner with the outer. That is why that is why you are in a body on this earth plane, though you are a spiritual being functioning through a mind. So all of the levels of us need to be balanced. 
And then she said something I think is really wonderful. She said, there's nothing more pathetic than to see those misguided persons who think they are too advanced or too spiritual to demonstrate the blessings of life in a practical way. Such individuals become confused and suffer all kinds of needless problems because they are not balanced. In other words, demonstrating good as prosperity is a part of being in a body. In other words, I'm so spiritual, I don't even need to think about that. Great. And if that's where you are, then it should demonstrate itself. Because as Emmett Fox wrote, there's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. But if other people are, are, are have to support you because you don't believe that you're that you have to work or earn or develop your own consciousness to demonstrate that your own good, then in my opinion, that's misguided. It's misguided because you should be able to float your own boat when it comes to prosperity. You know, um, you know, some folks don't believe in focusing or teaching on prosperity or some folks, uh, you know, spiritual. Well, you know, that's talking too much about money or that's talking too much about goals and success and things of that nature. And it's not about that. I'm not saying it's only about that. I'm saying that it includes all of it. Yes, prosperity is all those things. But as I stated in uh, when the series first began in the first week, that prosperity includes financial plenty. Go back to page 19. Yes, it's a peace of mind, harmony, health, but includes financial plenty and and. As she wrote on page 20, an important way to open your mind to prosperity is deliberately to open your mind to the idea that money is spiritual, that money is a part of your spiritual heritage. You got to know that. So back to the book, page, uh, page, chapter I'm in, page 53. She goes on to say, dare to do this simple thing. Make your list of what you really want. She keeps driving home the same thing. Not what somebody else thinks you should have. Make your list. Dare to please only yourself, remembering that the highest is the nearest. Dare to please only yourself. Well, that's selfish. No, you need to get clear about what you want first. Because you can't be authentic with somebody else when you're not clear about what you want. People are getting into working on jobs, getting into relationships, making business, uh, uh, you know, whatever, uh, voting for folks, all type of stuff, and not really clear about what they want. You know, we shouldn't be voting on, uh, for instance, in the United States, we're having a presidential election. People shouldn't be voting on personality, about personality. I like that person because, you know, what do they stand for? And is it consistent with what you want and what you believe is right or desire to have happen? Because then that's an integrity. If you believe in in, in certain values and people don't express those values, then why are you choosing that? It's not conscious. Be very clear about what you want. I'm just that's my sidebar, and I'm gonna get back to the book. Be very clear. It goes on, to, uh, the author goes on to write that keep your list private, a secret between you and your indwelling Lord. Now, I think that it's some value in two ways because um, I've read both ways and I think that I've, I've evolved to state that I think it's important to have somebody that you share your goals with for accountability. 
Now, initially, you write your list down, you do your prayer work, and you keep it private and make sure that you're clear. But eventually, I think it is beneficial to have an accountability partner that you can absolutely trust, you know, or a mastermind group, people that you can talk about your goals. Because when you start talking about massive success, people always have a, 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 a group of confidants that they work with their goals and will say, hey, where are you on your goals? Where are you on your, what you say you're going to produce, what you're going to go for? I think to a certain extent, sometimes we don't like accountability, so we keep our mouths shut. We don't want to tell people, and then nobody's asking me why it's not done. Accountability. So I would, so I would say, follow the spirit as you're guided, because I used to be clearly in the Catherine Ponder group of write your list and don't tell a soul. Now I'm depending on the individual. That doesn't mean everybody gets to know every secret goal that you want, because some things aren't anybody's business. But the majority of the things that we say we want to succeed, especially when it comes to money and careers and things of that nature, uh, we need to have some accountability. If not, we might not really work toward what we say we desire. All right? I'm not saying people need to know your medical business. I'm not saying people need to know what your bank account statement is. I'm not, you know, that you're married to the person. I think that would help, <laughs> to say the least. Um, or if it's somebody that needs to know. And that's for you to choose. But I'm talking about money, prosperity goals, specifically money goals that 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 align with what do you really want in life get really clear really clear about it pray about it work with it in your soul till this till you can sit with it and then get an accountability partner and go for it all right she goes on to say the very act of listing makes clear your mind, the very act, excuse me, the very act of list making clears your mind and your life. So when you write the list, you're actually clearing out of your mind the things that you really don't want because you become clear, focused, concentrated, deliberate, and intentional about what you desire. So back to uh, the book, page 54. Are you willing to take what goes with results? She writes, after making your list, be ready and willing to change it as the days pass and your mind goes to work for you. Be flexible because you might write it at one level of consciousness and it might need to adapt as you grow, as you evolve. And you might decide, you know what, I thought I wanted this at this level, but now I want some different things. You're not writing the Ten Commandments. Be flexible. Be adaptable. She goes on to say, be willing to expand and improve your list. So she gives us a way of doing more lists. So again, this is part of your homework. Three lists. What you want to eliminate from your life. That's very clear. What, what, is, it, what is it that you want to remove from your experience? Like debt, illnesses, broken relationships, bad work experiences, etc. What is it that you don't want? 
this is one of the reasons why I think the uh, burning bowl service at Christ Universal Temple is so popular. We have one service that no matter what, the community shows up, uh, and it's not just our people. It's people we might only see once a year, but they show up because they want to symbolically burn up all the things. And when they write that elimination list and we turn it in and and we literally set it on fire. It's symbolic. The fire doesn't do anything, but it's symbolic. It tells the mind that you can release it. And then we write our letter to God. And we mail that letter back six months later after we've done the prayer work. The prayer ministry was prayed with it for six months. What that does is it's an elimination list and it's a want list. And that's why it's so popular. But we can do that for ourselves anytime we want to. And if you're in Chicago, still show up for the burning bowl. Anyway. Second list, again, what we've been working with, what you want to bring into your life, be very clear. Number three, what are you thankful for? So that's that's basically a gratitude list. You can make these lists every day. And as things change, adapt the list. These things are workable. Moving on. So it states, after making these lists, ask yourself the following questions. We're going to go through these quickly. First, are these desires legal? Would they hurt anyone else if they came to pass? That's a very good question to ask. Second, are these desires emotionally right for you? Are you emotionally ready to accept them if they come? Because you can ask for something and not be ready for it and can't handle it. Third, are you willing to accept the responsibility that goes with having them? Because having the goals and the good that you desire means that you have to handle the responsibility. You want a big house, that's a, guess what? It's a responsibility around that. If you have a certain type of car, you can't drive it anywhere. If you have, you know, if you have money to, that needs protecting, guess what? You have to have the systems in place to protect them. Are you, are you willing, if you want that particular job, are you willing to work the hours? Are you willing to, to handle the responsibilities that goes along with being your own boss? owning your own company or supervising these people, if you want to be, or being the superstar athlete or being the author, what are your, are your disciplines in place to be able to handle what you say you desire? Fourth, what are you going to give up to make room for them? Sometimes you have to give up the good for the great. Sometimes what's interfering with your greatness is your good. In other words, it's not bad stuff. It's not illegal stuff. It's not detrimental stuff. It's just stuff that's in the way. What are you going to give up in time, in energy, in talent to focus your energy on what you say you want in life? So at this point, reread the chapter and make sure you go over the summary on page 57. As a matter of fact, with all of these chapters, make sure you read the summary in great detail because I think that's a great benefit of this book so with that we're going to wrap up today's show uh make sure that you're prepared next week and we'll be with you next week with truth transforms god bless you thank you for tuning in to truth transforms with reverend galen mcdowell Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio.
This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. How often, before even beginning, have we declared something impossible? In our mind, we often picture ourselves as inadequate or consider a task too great to attain. Much of our success depends on the thoughts we hold in mind. Our experience depends even more on the persistence with which we affirm those thoughts. A wise person said, It's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the best, you very often get it. In unity, we believe in the power of words and thoughts held in mind. If you sincerely ask yourself, How do I really think things ought to be? You may be surprised at your answer. You are destined to do great works. Expect it and see the positive changes in your world. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. 
Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.